0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1089. Why Front Squats Are the Most Underrated Exercise Around by Eric Bach with RomanFitnessSystems.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is one of just a few podcasts in the world where blogs are read to you for free so that you don't have to read them yourself. But with this show, you get the added bonus of hearing my commentary at the end. Oh, and on Fridays, I usually answer your questions. Now, to check out our other shows, just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. But for now, let's jump right in and get to today's post and start optimizing your life. Why Front Squats Are the Most Underrated Exercise Around by Eric Bach with RomanFitnessSystems.com We've all seen it. An overzealous lifter in the squat rack four plates deep on each side, bellowing out a battle cry as if entering battle against Gregor from Game of Thrones. Now when we see this, one of two things happen. One, an underwhelming not-so-deep quarter squat, and or two, a hybrid good morning that resembles Miley Cyrus twerking at the VMAs rather than a true squat. My point isn't to make fun of these well-intentioned lifters. Rather, is to bring attention to this commonly butchered exercise. Despite being crowned the king of all exercises, few techniques are butchered as poorly as the back squat. The risk-reward ratio. All training, and all decisions in life for that matter, is weighed on a risk-reward ratio. If the risk of a decision outweighs the reward, then it should be reconsidered. Let's use a night out on the town as a comparison. Are you putting back tequila shots every time you make your way to the bar? Or are you staying with a glass or two of bourbon? Neat, of course. With tequila, your hangover's going to be a killer. But you'll loosen your inhibitions, have fun, and grow the courage to approach the hottie you've been eyeing since you walked in the door. On the flip side, you'll potentially make a fet of yourself and spend tomorrow morning hugging the porcelain queen between episodes of House of Cards. With the bourbon, you'll get a little loose but head home early, sleep well, and crush life tomorrow. So what's the best decision? Well, that's up to you. Each has its own risks and rewards. Back to training. Do you just do the stuff you like, squat rack curls, hammer curls, and abs? Or do you do the hard lifts, like chin-ups and deadlifts? Curls and abs might give you a temporary pump, but those results are short-lived. Perform the big lifts, and you'll stimulate a massive influx of anabolic hormones and, by all accounts, get more bang for your buck. So what's the best decision? This one's not up to you. The best decision is to crush the big lifts, then do some curls for them biceps. And on to squats. Do you do back squats because your coach says you have to if you want to be a real lifter? Or do you do a lift that better matches your goals and mobility restrictions? Well, back squats are awesome no doubt about it, but you probably do them wrong. You round your back into lumbar flexion, shift your weight forward onto your toes, and feel like trash after each workout. But hey, the internet says you have to, so that definitely falls under reward. The better option would be to pick a harder exercise that improves your thoracic extension and posture, crushes your legs and abs, and leaves you stimulated rather than annihilated. In this case, the front squat wins over the back squat. When the back squat is a better choice for you. Before you crucify me and quote your favorite training manual, consider the following exceptions. One, if you're a competitive or aspiring power lifter, by all means, go back squat. It's your direct competition. Ignoring your main lift would be like telling Aaron Rodgers to stop throwing a football. Two, if you can back squat without pain, butt wink, or turn it into a good morning, then by all means, back squat. I find the number of people in this category few and far between. Why you should front squat instead of back squat. One, improved posture. You spend the majority of your day as an internally rotated ball of flesh, caffeine, and flexion. The same movement pattern you're stuck in all day is exacerbated by the heavy compressive load and trunk flexions of a back squat. Compression and sheer stress are a common recipe for disc injury that leaves a lot of lifters in the physical therapy clinic instead of the gym. Two, the anterior load of the front squat keeps your spine more vertical. This reduces sheer stress on your spine and improves anterior core engagement to reduce flexion-based injuries to your lower back. Three, you'll build a greater core strength, improve your posture, and still crush your legs. In the interest of maximum gains with minimal risk, The front squat is an all-around better exercise than the back squat for the majority of lifters. What most people don't know. Front squats are safer. Front squats can help you reduce risk of injury because you're not bouncing out of a deep squat with a compressed and flexed spine. Greater relative muscle activation. With the greater range of motion that a back squat allows, you have a greater risk of pulling your glutes, hamstrings, and quads. You also increase the demands on each muscle to contract and return to the starting position, which increases muscle activation and stimulates more muscle mass for growth. You'll use less weight with a front squat, while achieving a similar muscle activation with less stress to your joints. Jacked quads and a yoke. There are two spots where the front squat is a notch above a back squat, quad and upper back development. First, front squats are performed with a narrow, neutral foot stance compared to the wider, externally rotated position of the back squat. This leads to less activation on the hamstrings and abductors, but increases demand on the quads. Take a look at the quads of any Olympic lifter, and you'll see what I mean. Their vastus medialis, often known as VMO development, would make any dude jealous. Further, to hold the bar position on the top of the shoulders, the elbows must stay perpendicular to the ground. I apologize for the upcoming anatomy bomb, but front squats require scapula and clavicle elevation along with an upward rotation to keep the elbows up and the bar in proper position. This requires the traps, serratus anterior, levator scapulae, rhomboids, and lats to work in conjunction to hold position and prevent you from dumping the bar forward. What all that means is the front squat strengthens the muscles that are weak from kneeling over your desk for 40 or more hours a week. The squat conundrum is real, but I have a solution. Back squats are great, but most people suck at them and don't have the time, knowledge, or patience to fix the underlying mobility and stability restrictions necessary to do them safely and effectively. That's why most of the time, I opt for front squats. For my athletes and busy executives, there's less risk and a greater reward to keeping them healthy, athletic, and jacked. You just listened to the post titled, Why Front Squats Are the Most Underrated Exercise Around by Eric Bach with romanfitnesssystems.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I discovered the front squat only fairly recently. For the longest time, I wasn't even interested in trying this move. As Eric mentioned, I was that person that figured it wouldn't give me the same reward that a back squat would. But then I listened to Dan John's book, Never Let Go. In the book, Dan John mentions how wonderful front squats can be and how they can support so many other resistance training exercises. Now, I wish I had read Eric's blog before because this would have definitely convinced me to try front squats too. I just happened to have read Never Let Go First and was convinced to try them. And Eric is absolutely right. You have to use a much lighter weight when you're performing front squats. So if you wanna try this, go very easy at the beginning. In fact, start with just the bar or you can perform goblet squats. Those can help get the body used to squatting while holding a weight in front of you. Now, your feet will be wider when you perform a goblet squat when compared to a front squat, but again, you'll at least feel the difference. Now, the first few times I performed a front squat, it was rough. My form was terrible. I felt like I was gonna fall forward, but with consistent and perfect practice, a front squat is one of my favorite moves now. So take it from me, a guy who at one time could not perform a single pull-up or bench press more than 95 pounds Front squats are worth trying. Just be sure to perform them safely. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber of the show. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.